There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your hosts, Tara Long and Liz B. Welcome to one more episode of The Source Connection, the space where we remember together who we are and what the possibilities are. Um, Some people call me Liz. I'm here with my co-host, Tara Long, and our very special guest, Mr. Alex Zach. Let's just take some time to ground ourselves in this now moment. If you're sitting on a chair, if you can put both feet on the ground, if you're sitting cross-leg position, just really feel your rooting wherever you are. And maybe bring in the eyes to a close and opening the inner perceptions. And let's just deepen the breath. Inhaling throughout our whole being. And exhaling. Dropping the pressure, releasing. If you're driving, do not close your eyes unless you have already developed a third eye to an extent where you can see through. Noticing the internal landscaping today, the thoughts, the emotions, the physical aspects of the bodies. And just dropping into this presence of you. And moving the awarenesses beyond the things that you can feel and touch at the moment and expanding. Tapping into the infinite awareness that you are.
And just bring it into this time and space right now. Imagining a golden ball on top of your head. And as you take your next inhale, make this golden ball really big. So big that it's not sitting on top of your head anymore, but it encompasses all of you. And on the next inhale, make the golden ball reach even wider, stronger. And create a pulse with this light, with your heartbeat. And let's take a deep inhale together. Suspend that breath and bring that gold light inside of our hearts. And as we exhale, we let it shimmer out. Mm. Welcome again, everyone. What a way to podcast. I want to start doing that. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's just one more way to just take a pause and remember, right? We're so busy all the time, so many things to do, so many tasks. And I had a friend actually tell me, I hate the way you start the podcast. And I said, why? <laughs> because I don't to stop. And then she said, after maybe two or three episodes, she's like, oh, I actually really like this a lot. <laughs> Everyone needs it, even if they don't realize that they do, because we're all in this like go, go, go mentality. And it's, what came up for me with that is like, so often I go into podcasts like, okay, what am I going to say? What are they going to ask? How am I going to respond to this? I'm going to respond to that. What if they go there? Mm. Can I cuss on here? Am I allowed What's to cuss? Can I cuss? Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Fuck all of that because it's like, just be, just be you, just be you and share. Like for me, they're like, for me personally, there's a reason you asked me to be on this show because of how I'm showing, showing up in the world. And that's coming from an authentic place. All I have to do is just show up and be me. Mm. I'm a dude with long hair who, <laughs> with a beard who <laughs> wears backward hats, don't wear a white coat, but like talking about subjects like that. So thank right. you for having me. And it's all, oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> all accepted here. Yeah. Um, Alec, we would love to hear just from you, what you, whatever you feel to share, like what brought you to this now moment with us? And if you want to share anything else about yourself. Oh, man. Um, I've been... I've been reflecting a lot lately <clears throat> on what I like to call my deepest why, like why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Like why I'm showing up in the world as I am. And that was brought on by a really good friend of mine. Her name is Tara Pilling. She was one of the hosts, co-hosts for the live stream event that we just did. 
um, there's a surface level reason, right? Like you, where, where you ask, oh, why, why do you speak? And it's like, oh, to, to help the world, right? Like, or everyone will throw out their surface level answer, but there's always a deeper reason. Everyone always has a deeper reason. And so she takes us, or she took us through, each of us through this process, getting to your deepest why. And what I discovered after some tears, <laughs> really getting to the deepest why is because in my life up to this point, I'm 29 years old. I've been through some deep, dark trauma and trauma is relative. All of us have, but what I've done is I've transmuted that trauma into purpose into passion to help other people. I've shown that you can go into the depths of darkness and you can transmute that. You can alchemize that to become something, to become a tool to help other people. So mm -hmm. I think that's ultimately why I'm here on the show with you all is because mm -hmm. I've been there, I've experienced it. And I know that I'm not who I am despite it. I am who I am because of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, this is it. This was a great conversation. Yep. We'll see you next That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that when I don't know what to say. Like, all right. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I love what you said because it ties in with the idea that I live my life by that life is happening for me. Mm. And it helps me to remember that the trauma, the situations where I felt uncomfortable or still do feel uncomfortable are in my favor. Right. Yes. There's something trying to emerge through that. And with that, what are the qualities that have emerged for you or the expressions of you that have emerged through this alchemy that you just described? Oh man. Um, one that's popping up for me lately because I went through a significant amount of childhood trauma and was really immersed in my parents' relationship and I shouldn't have been right. Um, and my dad was also very physically, verbally, and emotionally abusive to me. My mom was negligent and, and codependent, more focused on fixing my dad and completely absent as, as a mother for basically all of my childhood. Um, and through processing a lot of that initially, I jumped to completely despise my dad and only like, like would only speak with my mom and only support my mom and that my dad was all bad. My mom was all virtuous and not to say that my mom isn't she's she's an amazing person what i've learned though is that there are always how do i put this people are acting out of their own trauma their own um the, the information that's been pressed upon them their own conditioning their experiences and most of what is done in the world when something is done to you is not done from a malicious place. It's not done maliciously. It's that something was going on inside that person that caused them to act out in a certain way out of fear, either to try to, you know, 
I don't want to say manipulate, but m- manipulate the perception of them or try to make people think a certain thing, or they were scared about one thing. So they did another, or they had so much rage built up inside them because of what they had experienced that they projected that onto you. The point is what I've, what I've learned is that my dad, for me, as, as my example, um, was doing the best that he could at that time with what he knew how, as was my mom. And that's not to excuse them or say that they didn't do anything wrong or that I wasn't harmed in the process, but it's that they weren't doing it maliciously. And I think even with this COVID situation, people tend to get into this frame of mind where they're blaming doctors, where they're, you know, calling doctors evil they're calling government officials evil and like yes maybe some of that is true and maybe some of the behaviors are without question right like the results but a lot of them are doing the best that they know how with what they have at that time right and a lot of them are also acting out of fear for various reasons and again it's not to excuse them and it's not to say what they're doing is right It's just when you understand the deeper context of what is happening behind the scenes and you can put yourself in their shoes, you can come to a space of acceptance where you aren't in a state of rage and you aren't lashing out because of what they are doing. And when you come into a state of acceptance, then you can say, "Ah, okay, take a breath. Now I can see what they're doing and why they're doing it. Okay, how do we heal it? Versus when you're in that state of, of, I don't want to say denial, but it's almost a state of denial or like, how can you be this way? I can't believe you. You're so fucking evil, this, this, and that you're still focusing on that. And you're so laser focused on it to where you're actually perpetuating it rather than accepting, okay, this is how things are. Maybe this is why they're doing that. Maybe that's why, maybe they didn't look at it this way. Maybe they've never had an experience in their life that has allowed them to see through the, the illusion. Right. And when you can come at it from that frame of mind, then you can actually begin to create and take steps to heal it. And it's, it, it, it starts with that acceptance. So that's the space that I've really come into. I'd say more so this past year. And it, it started with me analyzing my childhood again and my, you know, my relationship with my father and, and coming to understand that, some of the reasons he was doing what he did were because he was a person that was in pain. He was a person that was in fear. Right. So I think now I'm able to sort of see that show up in my own life in the world with everything that's going on with COVID. And it's so much easier to navigate all of this when you just accept it and people confuse acceptance for allowance, right? Like it's not that I'm, allowing further atrocities to be committed or exposing myself to that for for no reason it's accepting that they are things are the way that they are right now okay what am i going to do about it moving forward and it's not like oh like it's not enabling it's not like i'm enabling them to continue to do this i'm still setting a firm boundary that no you will not continue to do this here is my reason why i'm going to authentically share my perceptions my uh you, you know information that i've come across and I will not allow you to continue to do this, but I accept and understand why you are showing up in the world the way that you are. Mm. Yeah, so much there, Alex, so much richness there. I think this whole, you know, COVID thing has been such a reflection 
for all of us, right? First and foremost, to look in our own lives yeah. and our own trauma and our own wounds and all of that, because this is just basically everything in a, uh, just in a magnifying glass, right? It's just everything in a magnifying glass. And I love um, the place that, the perspective that you've come to now. And it's so much more peaceful, isn't it? Yep. And carrying around all this like, this hate and all this stuff and someone that Liz and I love very much she always talks about not actually not rejecting and not accepting so it's it's kind of a neutral space where mm. I'm not saying yet like that's what you're talking about we're not allowing not, we're not almost like an okay. acknowledgement in a way yeah it's like that's mm. happening okay cool we see it we see it for everything that it is we know it's there um we're not we're not saying no you assholes and we're not going yeah that's totally cool it's like that just the space that you're talking about and allows us to see all beings still with love because, Mm -hmm. you know, even if they're not acting in their highest potential, right. Which so many people are not, it allows us that opportunity to be more peaceful and loving in ourselves, which then extends. (laughs) And I don't think that like, it's not all black and white. It's not that like what I said a couple of minutes ago, applies throughout there are at least in my perception likely people who are acting evil evil and maliciously on intentionally right like that is fundamentally you know i won't say fundamentally who they are i still think that there's element of like they are actually love and awareness at the depth but they are showing up in this world and they thrive off of that if you will right however even in our own individual lives we can look at those types of people um I'll go ahead and name names like people like possibly Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, people like that who, you know, or maybe even Hitler in the past as dark as Hitler was. And as dark as the result of what Hitler did was it forced a lot of people at that time to look and be like, okay, this will never happen again. It unearthed uh, a consciousness that was permeating much of the culture at that time or, or the civil rights movement and the Jim Crow era, or even previous to that slavery, right? It, it forced people to acknowledge the darkness that was there and say, okay, what am I going to do about it moving forward? So with this COVID situation, I would have never connected with people like you had it not been for Dr. Fauci, Klaus Schwab, and uh, Bill Gates and whoever else, yeah. whatever else you, whoever else you want to name. I would have not connected with people like you. I would have never formed health freedom for humanity. I would have, I would have ended up working a normal nine to five job after I got out of the army. And now because of this situation that does have real elements of darkness and people are suffering, like I want to be clear about what I'm saying here for anyone watching or listening to this is I'm not saying that what happened during Nazi Germany, what happened during slavery is excusable or that it was right. That is not what I'm saying. It was dark and it was horrible. Some of the most wicked acts that have ever occurred in in modern history, right? Like without question. But what was the result of that for the people who were around at that time or were, you know, exposed to it is that people were forced to turn inward and acknowledge their own darkness and say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's, it's, it's just like I said earlier, it's that acceptance. And then you can look back and say, I, as crazy as this is, I am sort of grateful for that experience because it propelled me forward to become better because I saw the depth 
the, the depth of the wickedness, the darkness, the pain, the suffering, and it propelled me forward into the depth of the light, the beauty of the light, if you use it properly. So that's, it's the same thing with this COVID situation. I, I've become almost grateful for Klaus Schwab, grateful for Bill Gates, grateful for Tony Fauci, because had it not been for them and everything that has occurred this last two years, I can't believe it's two years, um, <laughs> everything that's occurred this last two years and is still happening, the richness in my life, I don't think would have showed up the way that it is. Yes. Hmm. For every force in the universe, there is an equal um, amount of force, right? That keeps the balance. And that's what I hear you describing of like the depths of the darkness that we can witness in this life also propels the depth, the depths of the beauty yeah. and the exquisiteness of the experience. And I'm right there with you on that. And you, you talked about um, propelling you and I see the way forward right behind you. Can you tell our listeners, I know what that is, but can you tell them what that is? Yeah. So it's a, uh... It's been on pause till recently, actually. Like the, the live stream that I did this morning was um, the first thing that I've done with the way forward for like four months. So I uh, started this with a friend of mine who does all like the creative design process and stuff behind the scenes. And I'm just the voice and I have guests on. We have a podcast and we say, essentially to sum it up is that the way forward is is turning back inward to yourself and understanding that like we are fundamentally love and awareness and conversations expand from there and we've gone into health we've gone into disease we've gone into consciousness we've gone into a number of topics but all focused on like getting people to turn back to themselves as their own own source of knowledge is is the fundamental thing that we want to do and we've we have a, a clothing line on top of that that we've started that's 100 organic cotton shirts that are handmade in bali um with plant dyed with plant pigments and water-based printing so that's uh we have two t-shirts that are out that say love over fear on the front that are all handmade, pretty incredible. And we're going to continue to make stuff with that. So that's what that is. Yeah. And it's our, it's our um, twin podcast, I guess. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say it's so aligned with the source connection, which we're just pointing you back to your Maybe own That's source, why this so. conversation is already so easy and free flowing. So maybe <laughs> yeah. um, you talked about the, um, the apparel line and i just want to say that i love that shirt that you wear that just says be free just right here right it's right in the center no, of my I, I, I was gonna wear it today no i i have it i'm wearing it to work out today so yeah <laughs> love that what, shirt what is the um website where people can find that just so we say it yeah if you go to the wayforward.com and forward is spelled f-w-r-d okay yeah, the way forward.com. Okay, cool. Just so we can put that in our show notes. If you want the be free shirt, that's at healthfreedomforhumanity.org. Okay. Let's talk about health freedom for you. Yeah. That's yeah. my next yeah. question. Yeah. Is yeah. just has that shifted intention, mission, operations in light of recent events, which you do or do not have to talk about, but just what's what's happening? Yeah, well, I'm fully open um to recent events. So um <laughs> Depends on what you're referring to, but <laughs> it might have been <laughs> might have been the Robert Malone situation that happened. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so we're we're still working on how to 
move forward with that internally. I think Jeff has already sort of responded uh, and, and yep. made it clear that that was a mistake on his part in that that was his personal right. perception of the situation. And then he sort of projected that either intentionally or unintentionally. I don't think it was intentional onto the entire organization as if it represented our whole organization's opinion of Robert Malone. And that's just not the case. Um, although I will be clear personally, I do share a lot of the same opinions on Robert Malone, but I'm not public about them because that's, that's for me. And that's where the disconnect was with what was published. So aside from this situation, which is, which is being handled we're we're on good terms now with Robert, we've cleared it up behind the scenes and everything. <clears throat> um, Health Freedom for Humanity. I started this organization alongside several other people, um, so-called social media influencers who are speaking out against what's going on in the world. Uh, around November of 2020, and we didn't officially launch until January 2021. So I, I saw a need for, it was, it was originally just supposed to be an online thing, like an online grassroots movement showing that there's people from all walks of life, um, from all backgrounds, all races, religions, socioeconomic backgrounds, political affiliations, gender, sexual orientations, just, just human beings from all walks of life who fundamentally wanted the same thing. And that is the right to choose what is best for our own health without coercion or force. And so I reached out to several people and I said, Hey, will you be a part of this organization with me? And we had a group of roughly 30 at first and we launched and we started a podcast and we were just trying to get as many other influencers on board with us as we could to show like, Hey, there's such a diverse group here. It isn't only, super far right-leaning Trump supporting QAnon conspiracy theorists who care about health freedom. It's such a ridiculous, you know, narrative that is being promoted in the mainstream. And uh, yeah, we, we exploded pretty rapidly just because we were doing it differently than other health freedom related organizations do. Um, not to say that those ones are bad or that we're better. That's not the case. It's just that a lot of the other ones are focused on, petitioning the government, asking the government for permission, contacting your congressman. And that has its place, right? That definitely has its place, but there wasn't enough just focusing on like unity and uniting people and creating community around that concept. We never intended to have chapters, but we had so many people reaching out to us, like, how can I get involved? How can I get involved? And to be honest, I was like, I have no idea how you can get involved. And then someone brought it up to us, said, why don't you start chapters, like local chapters? And I was like, yeah, but what will they do? And I, and I thought, and I was like, well, they'll create community. That's what we're doing online. It's the same thing. Let's just like have our chapters create community. Um, and it's sort of just grown and, and like reoriented, but still based in the same fundamental thing. It's uniting people from all walks of life for health freedom. And so what, what our chapters are doing and what our like future uh, direction is, if you will, that we're actually building behind the scenes. Um, this is actually good because I can use this as a pitching opportunity and you guys can tell me what you think. This is good. Yeah. Um, so we've been thinking like, what does it mean to be a member of Health Freedom for Humanity? And um, we have, you know, like we have our chapters, we have 21 state chapters and chapters in three countries and we're growing as fast as we can. Cause we have a small, very small team behind the scenes. Who's actually like on salary and we rely 100% on donations. So that's the other piece. Cause we don't want to be like pushy towards that, but that's, that's just the reality of our organization. We're a 501 C3. So we rely on uh, donations to, to operate. So what does it mean to be a member of health freedom for humanity? And, and this is what we've really been focusing on to build behind the scenes. 
um, we're creating, I hope no one listens that listens to this steals this idea. If it is a good idea, <laughs> that would really suck. So well, he's already patented your idea. Whoever you yeah. are listening, it's patented. <laughs> yeah, it's already patented. You can look it up. It's patent number seven five. No, <laughs> I might do that. But so um, to be a member of Health Freedom for Humanity, you will have access behind the scenes. And like to be a member, all it takes is that you are a recurring donor. Whether that's two dollars a month, ten dollars a month, whatever it is, whatever amount you feel that we deserve as an organization to be a member of our organization. And behind the scenes, you will get access to over 50 brands, roughly like probably 50 brands that you have discount codes to shop there that are aligned with our organization. Mm -hmm. And then you will also have access to courses behind there. But then more importantly, you will attend any Health Freedom for Humanity event, whether national or on a like at your local chapter completely for free, because it'll all be funded by those recurring donations. And we have our chapters are doing monthly events. There's actually one in uh, California coming up from our California chapter on March 19th in Fillmore, California. We're going to release details about that soon. Our Kansas chapter just had an event last week. Our Illinois chapter had an event two weeks ago. We have our chapters are meeting every so often and those will all be free and they'll fly out doctors. They'll fly out farmers. They'll bring in experts on whatever topic to come speak to people to help empower them for solutions. Right. <clears throat> and then you'll also we've already started this kind of in the Kansas city area. If you're a member of health freedom for humanity, there's businesses that you can shop at and get discounts to just by being a member of health freedom for humanity. So it's us showcasing like, Hey, these are the businesses in this area who are oriented towards health freedom. You can shop there with this discount code. And then those businesses also are highlighting us like, Hey, here's this organization. It's a community of people. If you shop here, you'd probably like to shop at these other locations. This community of people is all very like-minded. You can join that community. All you have to do is donate whatever amount you want per month to be a member. And, uh, and then what that will, as, as we continue to grow, our vision for this organization, again, being very solutions focused is that on at our local chapters, we're setting up healing centers. We're funding projects for uh, community gardens. We're funding projects for homeschool co-ops. We're, we're trying to help people understand, just like that shirt says, that they are free. Be free right now. You are already free. You don't need to ask the government for permission. We just need to actually take the steps to make ourselves self-sufficient and free right now to ensure that freedom is happening here in the present moment. So there's my pitch. That's what we're doing behind the scenes with Health Freedom for Humanity. And with that, so our, our definition of health freedom up until recently has always been the right to choose what is best for your, uh, for your health without coercion or force. We've also adopted a second definition that we are using. Um, we'll be using both. It's the right to know and access what produces and maintains mind, body, spirit, wellness. So it's, it's focused on like, okay, what information and how can I access those things that actually maintain wellness? It's not just the right to choose true health. Freedom also involves the right to be healthy, like what it takes to be free and be healthy. So that's where we've sort of reoriented as a, as an organization behind the scenes. Wow. That sounds awesome. And it's like, almost like a beehive type of collective. Yes. Um, collaborative project where it's like not <clears throat> that old model of just like, okay, how can I benefit from this situation and make the best out of it for myself? But how can we start to create these new paradigms where 
when one is supported, all is supported, right? And it starts yes. a different dance amongst people. And at least that's what I hear. Absolutely. And that's where we want that list of like the, the places you can shop at virtually. We want that list to be like a thousand like companies long where we're showcasing all these companies who are, you know, health products, goods and services, even courses from other people. We have uh, one person who teaches a cryptocurrency course that we're inviting on on to like we're setting up a discount code with him behind the scenes for our members. And Mm -hmm. it's just setting up this community that's all supporting each other. Yeah. It sounds super extensive, you know, like um, the whole paradigm shifting in every aspect. And it's like Liz said, it's like community. It's not just people coming, like, how can I consume this information? But it's like, I am a co-creator in this. And that's what, to me, what I always envision, you know, the world that we're creating now it's so much more of a collaborative effort and no one's at the top of that which i think is really 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 important you know that we're all just coming with our full selves and that we all have equal value that's mm-hmm. also what i hear so absolutely really cool. thank you so you like the idea it sounds good because <laughs> we're building sounds it right good now. yeah okay. yeah Maybe I'll have to do a tenant. There's, I looked on your website and there actually isn't a Tennessee chapter because there's been no, there's no impulse, right. To really have one because that's, are that's such an interesting guys. point. It's like the, the only place it, this isn't always, this isn't true for every chapter, but the main places we have chapters are the like States and areas that need it the most. That's where the chapters are popping up. And like, we have one here in Kansas, but I'm in Kansas. So it makes it easier. Cause I can like, like really like run this, like, Hey guys, let's create this community. And most people are like, why? Like I just have to wear a mask every so often. You know what I mean? So it's, it's different where, where you, where you yeah. were not obviously you're in Tennessee now. So it's not, yeah. yeah, it's probably the same thing as Kansas city, but it's still neat. I mean, people think, Oh, just because I'm not being asked to do something, but this, this is a whole like, shift of our entire lives, not just because people are asking us to wear mandates or get a shot. This is like, what do we really want? We want to be close to nature. Well, that's what I want. What do you want? What do we want? You know, so this is applicable everywhere, Everywhere. all over the whole world, you know, not just where. Yeah. And as you stated too, with the second statement, you know, about accessing that, because I feel like the shift is in remembering who we are at a level that we decide I don't have to numb out anymore. I don't have to pretend anymore. And so how do I find like hearted, I like to say individuals to support this who are also in this path of remembering together, right? That we have within us all that we need. And so it's just this collective organism that starts to shape around this new paradigm that we're all, you know, really here for. You know, I'm really excited about the Renaissance because think about it every time, you know, we've gone through collectively as humans, as men and women through moments of oppression, what comes out of that is just so heartfelt and it's so grand again, because of this equal force, right? Balancing everything out and, um, so Where there's collapse, there's room for creation. And that's what's happening right now. It's like society right. is collapsing all around us. And you can view that as like, oh my God, everything's fucked. We're gonna all gonna die. Or like, wow, it needed to collapse so that we could burst something new that is so much better. 
so much better and in every area uh, every every system yeah and the conversations that we're having and you know the effects of this and i hope that we can continue to enjoy it you know to the best that we can because at times it's trickier, it's a little harder, or it's a little, you know, we need to do certain things and um, to move forward, right? That are not the most comfortable. And yet that's where we keep finding our resilience and our strength and our courage and everything that's really amping up. What is it that we want? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, it's fascinating to see this this thing just kind of almost like a mosaic just start to unfold and connect. And as you said, like, had this not happened, we wouldn't be having this conversation here, which is also fine. But what kind of life experience would we be having? This just, it's so rich right now. It's Amen. so rich on Amen. some levels, right? That I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go back to anything that it was no. before. Not a chance. No, I would be, I know for a fact, and like I already had the percept, many of the same perceptions, not all, but many of the same perceptions I do now prior to the start of this whole charade. Um, but even with those perceptions, I was still, you know, too scared to speak about them. I was in a shell pretending I was in the army. I knew I wanted to get out of the army already anyway, but I was going to go work a nine to five engineering job somewhere with some engineering firm. And I'm so happy I'm not doing any of that. Like I, I could not imagine. I will say there has been times as I've been building out Health Freedom for Humanity and um, everything that I'm working on over the last like six to six to twelve months, where I've been like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to leave. But my soul knows that I'm supposed to be doing this. So anytime I've tried to step away and just be like, I'm done with all this, tired <laughs> of the conflicting personalities, tired of having to deal with adults who are at, 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 at odds with each other. Every time I've tried to step away, I can't. And it's not that like I can't because I could. I, I, can, I can step away if I want to. I can go work an engineering job. I mean, I can go back into the matrix, so to speak. But I literally like know in my soul that I cannot do it every time I try to step away. And even like my wife will, will be supportive of that and be like, yeah, like I, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing how stressed out you've been over the past month, this, this, and that, like, maybe you should go get another job and then I'll get up and give a speech. And then she'll pull me aside afterwards and say, no, you're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Yeah. Right? Like what else yeah. would you be doing? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to go. <laughs> sell cars at my dad's dealership <laughs> that's that's right. for sure i'm not doing that so that's something um that i would like to go back to really quickly you said something about you know kind of speaking out and maybe i wouldn't have been doing this or any other thing but i remember how i came across you and it was through your mom and the the eloquence of your speech so my question to you is and i would and i told you this when i met you i was like it was from your heart to my heart there wasn't um trying to sound a certain way there wasn't uh well i'm gonna if i put this word with this word right it was very to me because i'm very sensitive so it was like oh here to here like i get it how did you i guess my question would be when was the turning point for you that you're like you know what i'm just gonna say what i'm really thinking about all this if there was a, a no moment. i mean there, there wasn't like a moment but it was uh 
just a process, right? So like I was in this program in the army called the U S army world-class athlete program, where if you're on a U.S. national team for any of the Olympic sports, like on, on a U.S. team for like U S Olympic team, um, you can do that full time for any Olympic qualification period. So I was on the U S national team for a sport. The two of you have probably never heard of it's called team handball. It's huge in Europe, huge in South America. Um, not very big in the U S but it's, it's a game where there's a goal on the ground. There's a goalie. It's six on six. You throw the ball into the goal on defense. You can hit. So it's really fast paced, similar to like basketball or water polo on land. Um, so I, I was on the U S national team and I had the opportunity to essentially train as a professional athlete for two years, right? Like I didn't wear a uniform was out of a normal army job. I was a field artillery officer prior to that. And I had already started going down the, the health rabbit hole, if you will, um, in like the, the nefarious nature of the pharmaceutical industry and, and all of that around 2016 when I first got into the army because that was when my mom started to heal and my wife also started to heal. So I'd already seen that. But then when I was in this program in the army, I had so much more free time because I would show up to practice in the morning, weights, film, practice later in the night. But then besides that, it was my time to do whatever I want. So I spent a lot of time with my wife, with my family, but also was forced to not be in this go, go, go mentality. And I had to sit and begin to process the trauma that I had experienced and go deep into that. And the more, the deeper I got, I mean, obviously it is, it is really difficult. Like the dark night of the soul, right? Like everyone that's difficult for anyone, you know? And I got to this point where I remember getting off of a session with the trauma uh, therapist that I was working with. Her name's Tammy Joyce. Incredible. I actually have a episode for my podcast, the way forward with her. I want to say it's one of the first 15 episodes. And, uh, I sat down, I was bawling my eyes out and I was like, I have no idea who the fuck I am. Like, I have no idea. I've been trying to pretend to be this, pretend to be that this whole time. And I sat there and processed it for a little bit. And I was like, no, now I can be me. And mm -hmm. it, it didn't like, I didn't really know what that meant, but it like, it makes sense, especially in hindsight. I, I can be whoever the fuck I authentically want to be as long as I'm remembering who my soul is and that is love and awareness and in, in setting my intentions based in that it's always mm -hmm. based in love and awareness. I can be whoever I want to be based on my unique and, and authentic perceptions, the information impressed upon me, my experiences and share that with the world. So I hadn't spoken about anything related to health or consciousness or anything like that. I would share with friends behind the scenes and, and stuff like that. But um, when this COVID situation happened, my mom already had a, a social media following and was speaking on previous to COVID, just the psych, psych psychiatry side of things like psychotropic medications, benzodiapines, SSRIs, their harmful effects. And then when, when COVID hit, she started speaking and, she would message me and bounce stuff off me because she knew, knew that I had researched vaccines and disease and stuff like that already because we had already had our kid. My son is completely unvaccinated. Um, so it got to a point around May of 2020 where I could not shut up anymore. It wasn't like, oh, I'm scared to. I don't want to speak yet. I shouldn't. It was that I was holding myself back because I was in the army. I was like, I shouldn't do this, but I have to. Like, I have to do it. So I started speaking um, just because I, I, I saw it as, you know, I had dealt with manipulation, gaslighting, abuse and, and scapegoating and, you know, being the, 
the child who they sort of pushed all of their pain on. And um, I dealt with that. I dealt with seeing two people that I love inside the traditional allopathic system where they were perpetually ill. We're about to put my mom in a long-term facility because she was so mentally unwell, just how dark that was. And then seeing both of them heal via natural means, and then also begin to process their own trauma and then heal that way. And seeing just the power of nature (laughs) of what we are. Right. And those three things applied directly to the COVID situation. So I just couldn't shut up anymore. I I wasn't holding myself back out of fear. I was holding myself back out of like, should I do this? It's going to piss a lot of people off, whatever I have to say. So I just, I started speaking, um, lost a lot of friends, but I, you know, even when that happened, it wasn't that they like, were like, you're a freaking idiot or anything like that. They just kind of stopped talking to me. And it wasn't really sad for me. Cause I looked at it as like, we just don't resonate with each other anymore. And I'm shedding, you know, layers of what people thought I was like, you thought I was this, that's not me. So I'm sorry that the previous version of Alec uh, or the, the person I was pretending to be no longer fits into your frame of mind of who I am. Um, or I no longer fit into that, you know, that frame of mind of who you thought I was. So that just slowly faded away. And then I've attracted people around me who are real. Like mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Just like with you two, I can't, when I first met Dr. Stanham, when I first met Ben Tapper, when I first met all these people in this space, it was like, we've known each other forever. There was no like awkward, like small talk. It was just like immediately. And we had talked online before a little bit, but when we met in person, it was like, we we had been best friends forever. Mm. And that's how it always is. Cause it's attracting real people into your space. And that just confirms that like, I am on the right path here. I'm being authentic and true to myself and I'm sharing my perceptions, but I'm not doing it from a position that is shaming, that is othering people, that is making people feel like shit about themselves. I'm just speaking my authentic perceptions um, and sharing them with the world and encouraging other people to do the same thing. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. That was amazing, Alec. And this kind of leads me to uh, one of the questions that we are, we like to ask people on this podcast is what have you learned about yourself in the past two years through your exploration of truth? Things that maybe, cause I know a lot of people like for me to like things that surprised me or like, Whoa, I, I wasn't totally in touch with that part of myself before, you know? So what, what have you learned? What's maybe been surprising or just like awesome. <laughs> That's our new last question. That's the, that is a tough one. Let me think for a second. Yeah, really trying to feel into like what. What have you learned about what yourself? What have I learned about myself? Um, Through the exploration of truth. Yeah. That there are so many layers to things and it really at the root <laughs> comes back to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Anytime we are certain of our perspective and that our perspective is the only way to view things, the universe, God, whatever, will will show you a perspective that's like, hmm, here's something else to consider about this. Like either it shows up in your life or maybe you come across it via information. Usually it shows up in your life though. Like you were so certain that this was the way to look at things and then this shows up and you're like, oh, wow. But even like the exploration of external knowledge what, what I'm seeing a lot of people do in this space um, 
And this sort of relates to the Robert Malone situation a little bit with health freedom for humanity. A lot of people who claim to be free thinkers and critical thinkers have simply transferred their consciousness of blindly outsourcing to the allopathic side of things, the pro-government side of things. And now they, were, they woke up to that situation. They were harmed by that situation somewhere along the line. And now they're over here blindly outsourcing to Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, Sherry Tenpenny, even Dr. Tom Cowan, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, even sometimes people outsourcing to me. And they're missing the entire point. Mm -hmm. The point is to cease outsourcing altogether. And that's not to say you don't listen to what other people say. Of course you should listen, but you should filter it through the lens of like, what do I think about this? What are my perceptions of this? What does this piece of information truly mean to me? How does it apply to my life? Rather than just blindly accepting what someone else says. And that's been one of the things that I've had to learn because I first came across, and this could be a whole three, three separate podcasts here. <laughs> I came across the, uh, you know, the germ versus terrain theory thing. And I will say the deeper that I go into that topic and I've, I have basically obsessed over it over the past 10 months, the more I'm, and this is where it gets tough. Cause you could say certain, and that's where like something will come to bite me in the ass later on. <laughs> the more I'm pretty confident that viruses as pathogenic disease causing agents have never been shown to exist in nature in the fluids of a sick host, as they say it does. And there's other plausible explanations for what caused disease. And then the use of materialistic sciences to try to prove something that is happening in a complex, physical, spiritual, emotional, chemical, energetic, electric being is just mm -hmm. ridiculous as it is. But <laughs> what I've had to do in this process is, is stop outsourcing even to Dr. Cowan and Dr. Kaufman, because I would, you know, be challenged on my perceptions and like, I hadn't deeply explored the topic myself. So I would, you know, go email Dr. Cowan when someone challenged me, but what about this? And, right. and then it came to a point, and this is why I have so much respect for Dr. Cowan and Dr. Kaufman is they finally like, you know, they would highlight in, in a study where like, Oh no, this is where they're wrong. And I'd be like, okay. And, and it's, it's helpful to do that sometimes, but I was doing it so much that I was outsourcing them. Like I was just regurgitating what they said instead of learning it myself. Right. Yeah. And Dr. Count was like, Alec, you were smart enough to learn this yourself. Wow. I went and just like immersed myself into that topic and I feel confident enough to talk about it. But the most, th the thing that I'm most confident about is that I don't fucking know like that. Like <laughs> I am so confident that I don't know. Like I hear even, you know, this is a separate thing, but it relates. Cause it's like very conspiracy minded where people are like, Oh, the shape of the earth is round. The shape of the earth is flat. Like I'm certain here's the proof this way. Here's the proof that way you're a conspiracy theorist. No, you're propagandized. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I'm in the space of, I don't know. And I'm deeply exploring everything. And it's so funny because I went to a dinner the other day and someone was, someone brought the topic of the shape of the earth up. And I straight up said like, yeah, you know, there's actually a lot of evidence uh, or inconsistencies in the math that surround the shape of the earth being round, right? Like there's, there's a lot of inconsistencies there. Here's some pieces, but I really don't know because I've always perceived it to be a globe, but maybe it could have been the information pressed upon me. And I'm truly sitting in the space of, I don't know, and I'm openly sharing about it, but it was so funny. And I was around people who are, you know, free thinkers and freedom oriented, but even they, you could see the looks on some of their faces, like immediately, like, no, no, no possibly way where they were in that state of like, they were so certain it has to be this. 
Like mm-hmm. it's certainty. And you could mm-hmm. see they're uncomfortable where I was sitting in the space of, I really don't know. <laughs> like I have no clue. And it's just fun to be able to explore. Like, could be this, it could be this. I have no idea. And I felt fully free. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you're in that space of, I don't know, and you're not self-identifying with it's this or that you are self-identifying with the process of exploration, the process of continued study, the process of perception, then you will forever be perceiving, exploring and studying rather yeah. than self-identifying with this one thing that you have learned with that one thing that's been impressed upon you, that one perception, that one experience you had, just the process of doing those things, you will forever be open to all possibilities and you will forever be learning. And that's, I think the main thing that I've learned about myself in the past two years. I'm not going to hold myself. I just threw up all over you. So hopefully that made sense. I'm not going to hold myself back because I've done that before. I love you. This is so Thank you so much, Liz. For saying that. And the space of openness and curiosity is really what propels us, right? To keep on discovering and exploring and not be stagnant. Yes. Mm, wow that was that's freedom like you said that's freedom right just when we're open to and curious about things and not identified with the belief amen that's freedom i love both of you too this is awesome this is is like a very heart like i feel this is this was awesome yeah thank you so awesome coming for saying yes and i sent you a mess i was like i want to find him because (laughs) <laughs> I know Liz was like, I'm going to get him. Did I'm you like, message okay, me on Telegram it. too? Yes. Okay. Now I remember that too. Cause I remember because, both experiences now. Because, um, you know, this, this, I think we're talking about the invisible thread, right. That connects us all at a level that we can't explain. As you said, like, how would I have known that I'd be sitting here doing this, but it's so real and it's so true. And it, it's so meant to be And I knew when I saw you that day at the Heart of Freedom, I hadn't thought about that before. And I've been following you for a long time. I said, I'd like, I told Tara, I said, I'd love to bring Alec in our podcast. And I was thinking about ways to, different ways to invite people because I'm thinking these people get, you know, requests for podcasts. I mean, every, probably every day or every week. And it must be overwhelming to choose. Where do you want to engage? Where do you want to, you know, spend your energy and that exchange? And so I told Tara, I said, I'm going to do a video message now. <laughs> if anybody's doing it that. It felt so like, like personal. Like I, and that's why it triggered my head. I was like, I'm pretty sure she sent me a video message on Telegram. Yes. It was like, I get emails all the time. And sometimes it'll be from someone's assistant. And I'm guilty of that too, because I, and I fully get it. And I have no, um, I don't judge. The more I've immersed myself in that space, I literally have to. Like it, it, yeah. it gets overwhelming. But it's when people approach me you know, person to person in a very personal way that I'm like, wow, this person is really like, is interested in what I have to say. I want to give this person my time. Yeah, Like it's not even a question. It's, it's, I just know that I'm supposed to talk to that person. Yeah. And you said yes right away. And it's just, I feel like we're tapping into this inner knowing that we've been talking about that is not here, right? There's a deeper calling that's having us create this conversation so we can broadcast the signal to people mm. who do not have a chance to have these conversations in their personal day-to-day exchange. And so grateful that you said yes and that you came. And I have a feeling that this is going to branch out into different things, into different collaborative efforts. And um grateful for what you're doing and for, you know, for putting your voice out there. And 
thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you both for having me. This was awesome. This is yeah. awesome. Seriously. I'm not just saying that either. Like I, this, I feel like so good in my soul. A lot of the times I'll get off of podcast and be like, thank God that's over. This was, this was awesome. <laughs> Let's name yeah, we don't, we don't want that. And maybe this is just part one. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We could go <laughs> deep into virology. Yes. Want. We actually wanted to ask you that, but we just ran out of I time. I assume so. Cause that's like all anyone wants to interview me about lately. And I've like, no, I mean, we want to get to know yeah. you first, but that was yeah. this was this is a good change of pace. This is this is awesome. Thank that you so much. Fun. That was one of the questions, but we 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 kind of have figured out this beginning, right, with this meditative process where we can really just arrive in the moment without preconceived ideas about before oh. or after or something that we are trying to get to because that's not it. We just want to mm. be together in this moment and then let it unfold so we always have some guidelines of ideas about why do we want to talk to you right yeah it just kind of leads and that was one of the things but we didn't even get to it because it wasn't the time to do that good so. uh, yeah no, wasn't in the flow. And i can just come back so right, right. thank you yeah thanks alec <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me